Warning, this episode contains foul language, great tunes, and we make Joe really, really mad. Keep it weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week we get together with one of our friends and we talk about something weird and sometimes we talk about something absolutely ridiculous. Or is it? My name is Ashley and today I'm joined by my co-host Lauren and my handsome boyfriend Joe and this is part two of our Conspiracy Theories series. Technically, it's part two of part two because last week we chatted about Operation Snow White which was carried out by the Church of Scientology and it was terrifying but also super impressive and we may or may not have paid for classes. This week, we're taking a much lighter note, and Lauren is going to be talking about the endless amount of conspiracy theories involving the Beatles. We're going to question everything about one of the most prolific bands to ever exist, or did they? And it makes Joe furious. It is a true delight. Make sure you tune in for our final installment of Conspiracy Theories when Joe gives us a detailed and comprehensive look at Iran-Contra, the crack epidemic, and modern-day slavery in America. It's definitely the darkest and most infuriating episode we've ever done, and we did an episode on the deep web, so think about that for a second. All right, slap on some Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band and let's dive into this hard day's nightmare. In our conspiracy theories episodes, we <laughs> get pretty serious. I mean, we have we some do. fun with it, but we talk about the government and, you know, people trying to destroy lives. I thought I'd do a lighter tone today. Yay! <laughs> we Yay. talk about a conspiracy theory that has to do with a band you may have heard of. Who Maybe. Is it? They're a little obscure. They are. Um, is it Wings? Yeah, I don't know. Yes. It's definitely Wings. Um, <laughs> have you guys ever heard of the Beatles? <laughs> Before? The Beatles. Rings Beatles. Yeah, right. Like How's it you spelled? may have heard of them. Spelled like the bug. No, B E A T L E S. Oh, like a beat, like keeping the beat. Like the beat. They got wow. the beat. It's pretty crazy. Nice. I think they actually sang "We Got the Beat." <laughs> we, got we got the, the beat, beat. We got the beat. We got the beat. I was like a sheep singing that song. <laughs> we, got we got the beat. You sounded like Stevie Nicks. Oh, that's like the best compliment of my life. <laughs> Anyway, yes, I've heard of them. Aside. Anyway, the Beatles are only like the best thing that ever happened to me. Yes, I've heard of the Beatles. I found out before this episode that Joe is obsessed with the Beatles, and that makes me happy because this is going to be very interactive. But the reason I said it's going to be lighthearted is because if I'm being honest, the theories that I'm about to talk about, I don't really buy into, but I am Why? fascinated <laughs> by the conspiracy theorists that dug so deep to come up with these things. And I think it's very entertaining and interesting, and you might take away 
like some new fun facts. I don't know. <gasps> Gabby. Let me. Gabby's also a Beatles fan. Yeah, Gabby she loves is. It. Who isn't? Okay, we all love the Beatles. They came around in the 60s. Four men from Liverpool. 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 <laughs> I can't do it at all, so Joe's going to be our Liverpool accent whenever we need it. <laughs> they were the first boy band to really like be what a boy band is now, like causing mass hysteria, women peeing their pants, falling to the ground. Yeah, they really caused they a stir. took over the world. <laughs> it's insane. Like they're, they're just amazing, and they have wonderful music that I love. So... And... I just want to bring up the fact oh. that they were only around for how many years? Ten. Less. I mean, what? Uh, well, like, how, how, kind of 60 talking to about, 70. Like, f- forming? I mean, their their first hit in Europe was the end of 1963, and they broke up in 1970. Yeah, that's right. So actually more like seven years. I was thinking they started in like 60, 61, but- Well, they, they, they started- But no one they, liked they, them they, right away. They started away. then, and then they went to Germany, and they played in a, a club in Hamburg, Germany, and then they slowly built their following from there. They weren't super loved right away. People were like, okay, you're another British band. You're fine. But they, I mean, it was when they came to America that things really blew up, which is what we're going to talk about a little bit today. So- what we're discussing, there's going to be a couple parts. It's going to get a little silly, a little crazy. So did the Beatles ever exist at all is one question. <laughs> Has Paul McCartney been dead since 1966? And is the Illuminati involved with their rise to fame? Yes. Buckle in, everyone. You ready? So first I'm, al- of all- I'm already furious. Yeah, he's fuming. <laughs> hey, I'm about to you walk heard out me on say I'm about that- to walk out on this. You heard me say that <laughs> no, these are upsetting. I know. This is what the internet has come up with. Also, this website has since been taken down, which I mean is a little fishy, but there you can still go to the link and it just says sorry, we're not here anymore. There is a website called thebeatlesneverexisted.com and that's where all of this information is from. I wonder so. if it got taken down because someone stopped paying for it or if it got taken down because the government could not have that nonsense. No, it got taken down because it was the only way you could access it was through one IP address <laughs> and that guy's mom kicked him out of the house. So <laughs> Guys, it was taken down because it had so much truth. Gosh, she wants me to clean the garage. <laughs> 47 years old. I just love that this website existed. It really made me I've excited. actually never heard that the before. Beatles never Did existed. the Beatles never exist? <laughs> I know, it's so great. So first of all, we're going to talk with the first theory that ever came up about them, and that was Paul's death. I, you guys may have heard this one before. It's pretty popular. It is said that Paul McCartney died in a car accident in 1966 when his Aston Martin hit a pole, and he was immediately replaced with a man who won a lookalike competition for Paul McCartney named William Same Campbell. Same thing happened with Avril Lavigne. Yep, that's exactly. We Brittany? talked about this last time. Yep. Joe <laughs> hates us, but it's true. It's true. She's dead. She's Avril's been dead for years. Her face is new. It's not the same. Her face is new. Her face is new. So William Campbell stepped in. This rumor was started because of a car accident that did involve Paul's car, but no one is sure if Paul was actually in it. There was also a car accident in 1967 involving Paul's Mini Cooper, but he was not in the car. Someone else was in there. So there's all these accidents involving Paul McCartney. He was actually in a car with Mick Jagger when that accident occurred. There you go. They were going to a party at Keith's house. Do you know who was in his Mini Cooper? Because that been said, someone died. I think it was was uh, a guy who was... uh, I want to say he was Indian. I want to say he had Maybe. an Indian name that just, 
I know George was the one who was into, you know, like the sounds of India and whatnot. But anyway, I just... But I, yeah, I, someone died. I know that story. Somebody else was driving Paul's car and got yeah. into a car accident. So it's not the same as the Mini Cooper incident because that has been proved Paul wasn't in the car. But it said the year before, 1966, that he hit a pole and died. But the Beatles had to carry on, of course. Right, This yeah. was when, like, things were getting wild. So... There is someone named Dory. I can't decide. That sounds like a woman's name, but a lot of websites are referring to uh, Dory it's as It's actually a the name of a fish. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. So. It's Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> so I, it's also, I it's read a breed it of fish. and was like, oh. John Dory. John Dory. John Dory is a kind of fish. Is it? That's why her name's Dory. Is it the blue kind? She's a Dory fish. So that Wait, blue what? fish that Dory is is <laughs> what? a fish? You didn't know that? Are you fucking kidding me? There's a Dory. Dory fish? She's a Dory. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> that made me burp. It was so exciting. Hold on. Wait, go Pause. over this again. What? It's, a, it's a breed of fish, a Dory. The fish that Dory is in the movie, that blue is fish a Dory is a Dory fish. fish? I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't know why they would make, they would give the name Dory Because it's adorable. Well, Nemo's not a Nemo fish. That's clownfish. <laughs> I'm so excited. If, if this is if real. If this fish is a dory fish, I'm His face shit. looks a little like I may be wrong. Uh, no. Oh, he's, she's of it's a it's a different breed. She's oh. a, she's a different breed. Is but, there a dory fish? Uh, yeah, there is a John Dory fish. Yeah, oh, but what a, does a, that a, one look like? It looks a little bit more like a puffer fish. We're learning about the sea. Okay. <laughs> it's a very sexy and educational episode. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> so someone named Dory, sometimes Man, they're a woman, fish. Really, um, had countless photos of the Beatles and a paragraph after paragraph about Paul's death slash the Beatles all being totally different people. So the theory is that Paul was definitely replaced because, you know, he died. Mm -hmm. But that it's also possible that the whole band was made up of clones. It was either okay. clones or people who were lookalikes and looked very similar or mm -hmm. people who were altered with surgery and purposely made to look like them. And they were all alternating being the Beatles because who could keep up with that crazy schedule. And they all had the exact same singing voices. All had the that's, exact that's same voices. That's the most amazing voices. part. Yeah. Some of the interesting things on the website, which, I mean, I haven't seen actual clips of this, but they were saying that there have been certain interviews where Paul has seemed more agitated than normal, or he dances really strange on stage at certain shows. God forbid and it, you be in different no, moods. Oh, of course. He can be in a different mood, but he just <laughs> seemed like seems very out of character. Or there have been times where he's been seen at a show doing really uncoordinated dance moves or just strange movings about, where at other shows he's very coordinated and composed. Drugs. So people have said, I know. Literally, when I was reading drugs. it, I was like, I well, it was when he was word. in the drug phase. Like, drugs. The Beatles drugs. did a sometimes shit ton of drugs. Sometimes he's crazy, and sometimes he's tired. Right. And sometimes he does different drugs. <laughs> sometimes he moves. Sometimes he different. dances kind of funny. And anytime the Beatles had a bad show, if they ever had a mess up, of course, this person on the website was like, that was one of the clones who wasn't very musically talented. So it goes on and on. It's a crazy website. They also had photos of the men over the years pointing out with all these little arrows and captions saying how their face shapes had completely changed over the years. And we should look at the photos after this episode. Some of them are a little weird. Like 
Paul's lips completely change shape over the years. John Lennon's nose goes from being really thin to being really wide. His eyes look like they're further apart in one photo than they are in another. You can probably be like, no, this is stupid. If you're thinking about it, believing this kind of stuff, you'll buy it. And then you're shown what you think is proof, what you are told is proof. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Sure. And again, I'm just, I'm reaching for things. Who like, am I I've, to judge? I don't believe Avril Lavigne is the same person. So I know. Girl, I'm with you on I the can't. Avril Lavigne one. Don't know how I feel about the Beatles one at all, but I'm with you with Avril. Yeah, no, judge. I'm just more saying, like, if I'm going to believe one of the things on this website, some of the pictures you are a little like, whoa, his lips were so thin and straight, and in this other one, they're peaking up quite high. Or in one of the pictures, John Lennon's eyes look crazy far apart, and in the other one, they're like right next to his nose. So... They got me a little bit with the photos. I <laughs> won't lie. I'm not going to lie. I lost a few hours of sleep. Oh, yeah. I. It made me think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, you can trick your eyes into seeing whatever. And there were not high def cameras yet. Like there's videos of some of the shows saying like, look, he's uncoordinated. Look, blah, blah, this blah. video's fuzzy. Why? Nothing was high def. <laughs> this was the time that if you were going to pull off a hoax of having multiples, this was the now time. Was the time. time to do it. They we can't see they must, a damn thing. They must have run out of extra Johns in 1980 though, huh? They did. I thought about that with his with his death. Do you think because it was so public that they were just like, well, we can't lie? I think there were four Beatles. <laughs> okay, if I'm you want, saying you, you want to know what I believe. No, listen. <laughs> okay, for the next like 30 minutes, what pretend we're buying into? Okay, okay. all right, okay, deal. <laughs> that's w- that's what I meant with deal. that question. Yes, I I was thinking about that. Well, why didn't they just replace John? Right. Do you think it was because so many people saw it happen? Was, they were like, we can't really well, explain this. Or you could say it was because the Beatles had already been broken up for a decade. They even had, though, even though John had it was a solo over. career. John's solo career, none. Of their solo careers even like came close to replicating you know yeah. the, the Beatles exactly as a whole so they so. were probably like the machine's done the multiples are out he's yeah. dead goodbye and then poor George the cancer it was just over poor, poor George poor George my favorite Beatle really he was your fave yep I like it I always like John Lennon mine's Mick Jagger okay <laughs> so <laughs> my, my, mine's tub thumping <laughs> That's my favorite Beatles song. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never going to keep me down. This is the sexy episode, the educational episode, and the musical episode. There have been a lot of songs. (laughs) Jumba Wumba. So, the Paul Paul is dead theory gets weird with some album art and some of the lyrics and songs. This is where it just gets fun. Because these conspiracy theorists are just like, Look at this. Look at this. And then look at this. Look at this straw I'm grasping at. So there are lots of conspiracies around the boys slipping in the truth of Paul's death due to their guilty conscience. Mm -hmm. So Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band came out in 1967, the year after, you know, Paul hit the pole and he's gone and William Campbell is in his place. Or Billy Shears. Or Billy Shears, which is apparently the same person, but that was his nickname. You know. Again, yes, because we're buying uh-huh. into this. The one and only Billy Shears. <laughs> it's in the title track, Sergeant Pepper's. Song. I know they talk anyway. about him, but that's like part of the theory. They're like, that's yep. when Billy came, William. So they're saying that the theorists are asserting that the image on the front of Sergeant Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band. Do you guys remember this album? It has so much going on on the yeah, cover. Yeah, it's like every it's, important it's pop culture figure of the Ever. of the preceding 
however many years is all in one photograph. And yeah. it has Including the old two Beatles. different iterations of the Beatles. Yes. It has like Beatles when they first came out and then psychedelic and then, Beatles. And then it has, they're not supposed to be the Beatles. That's why. Yep. The Beatles are the like bearing along. witness to, sar- well, they're bearing witness to this new band who is Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. Yeah. That was the whole point. Yeah. And they had the little drum that said they were the new band. But if and- you already believe that they've been replaced by clones, mm-hmm. then seeing that could be like, well, that's them telling us that there's there's more multiples that, yeah. exactly and that is what people point to so it. the beatles will Turns say out. we were mourning the loss of the old us and introducing the new us because yeah. this was the year that they changed it was like hippie nation was coming mm-hmm. out everything was changing but the conspiracy theorists are saying no this cover is depicting a funeral there is freshly dug earth in the foreground. The younger beetles are all dressed in black and a patch of yellow flowers are prominently displayed in the front. The new psychedelic beetles stand at the center while wax images of the younger ones look on to the gravesite because the beetles were no longer the same. They were either clones or they were without Paul, whatever you want to buy into. So looking at the older hippie beetles, you'll notice a couple of things. While the rest of the beetles are standing at an angle, Paul is facing the camera straight on as though he is being supported and held up by his bandmates at his sides. The rest of the beetles are also holding brass band instruments while Paul has a corangle, which is a black wooden instrument. And they said that's related to death and coffins because, you know, black, a black wooden wood, instrument. Yeah, I get it. Death, coffin. Yeah. I'm with you. There is a hand over Paul's head as if he is being blessed by a priest before he passes on to the afterlife. That's just an interesting little thing. Across the gravesite is a bass guitar oriented the way Paul would hold it because he was left-handed. The string of the instruments are made of sticks, but there are only three rather than four, just as there would only be three Beatles rather than four without Paul. There's no other explanation. There's no other explanation. Also, those yellow flowers in the foreground look like they might be in the shape of a letter P for Paul. So for sure. They are. Uh, One of my favorite interpretations on the image is of the Sgt. Pepper Lonely Hearts Club band on the drum, like where it has the label saying it. Joe has a patch on his jacket. I love that. It's so cool. Ashley sewed that onto my jacket. I did. You sewed it onto mine. Mm -hmm. I have so many things I need you to sew. (laughs) We're going to talk. Okay. (laughs) If you hold a mirror across the middle of the words, guys, we're we're, we're reaching. (laughs) If you hold a mirror across Lonely Hearts, you will see that it says in Roman numerals, 119, he die. And it really does look like that, but shut up. So when arranged as one 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 he one one nine he die, the image suggests that the date, November 9th, which is supposedly when Paul died in the car accident, is what's being pointed out here. But how that falls apart is British people do the dates opposite of how we would do them. Mm-hmm. So it would actually say September eleventh, which is interesting. Oh. That's today and what? That is oh, you know what? We didn't bring that up. Hi, it's September 11th. It's September 11th. We're doing a conspiracy theory episode on September 11th. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. Hello. We planned it extensively. Guys, that was This is coming out in like October. I know. I was like, but I swear it's (laughs) September 11th right now. But I thought that was kind of interesting both ways, that it was either the date he died or September 11th. But again, this is if you hold a mirror up to it and look real hard and squint your eyes. But there you go. Then there is a creepy doll in the corner, which this is just weird altogether, but it was an artistic choice. (laughs) So there's a doll at the right hand corner sitting on a cloth 
like grandmother. And I think the doll is supposed to be Shirley Temple is what has been said. So she's wearing a sweater that reads, Welcome the Rolling Stones. It is asserted that the Rolling Stones helped to cover up Paul's death mm-hmm. because That's why my they favorite were nearby. Is Mick yeah, they yeah. were nearby in a car. And also, I'm going to get to some theories later that involve the two of them being brought to America together. So it says, welcome the Rolling Stones. So that's just like either a thank you from the Beatles or a nod to them because they're both involved with the Illuminati, whatever you want to think. A model of an Aston Martin. I'm going to fucking explode. Well, you get comments as soon as I'm done with this section. There's a model of an Aston Martin, the type of car that Paul was supposedly driving at the time, leaning against the doll's leg. The interior of the car is red. Does it mean blood? Probably. And also the cloth grandmother figure on whose lap Shirley Temple doll is resting is wearing a blood-stained driving glove. Interesting. Now what do you have to say, Joe? Yeah, what do you have to say about that? Some of these things are literally not true. Nuh-uh. There's a picture of it I can see. Show me. Here's the doll. I don't know if you can see the car, but the driving glove is there. It's just red. Blood stained. Blood stained. Blood it's, red. It's white with like red on it. It's blood red. <laughs> yeah. I see a doll. This is fun. Wearing a sweater that says "Welcome the Rolling Stones." Uh-huh. And literally every other thing that was just mentioned. The glove is literally is. right next to her, and we can't. Yeah, the, grandma, the cloth grandma's cut off. The what? She's sitting on like a cloth grandmother, uh-huh. and that's who's wearing the glove. Mm-hmm. That's. I don't think we can see her head, but we can see the glove and the doll wearing the weird sweater. Mm-hmm. I believe it. I can't believe you're questioning this, Joe. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. What all is there I have are facts for you. Oh, I guess you can kind of see her head. She's weird looking. It's extremely weird looking. I'm just saying that the you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying. Do you think I'm, it's red paint? I'm not. On tr- the glove? I'm not trying to not refute blood? anything. The entire purpose of this <laughs> entire exercise is to just talk about these this this zany conspiracy regarding the Beatles. I just like I love people on the internet so much. I'd love them more if they had more free time. <laughs> I know. I really need them to have some. Free they need time. a break. They need a breather to collect themselves. So when Sergeant Pepper's, <laughs> when Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band album came out, <laughs> it was innovative in many ways. But it was one of the first to feature a sleeve that could open up and have more pictures and lyrics, which was cool. That's very cool. I didn't know that. And it allowed the Beatles to have a huge band photo in there. And Paul is wearing a patch on his jacket that looks like it says OPD, which has been revealed to mean officially oh, pronounced dead Paul in British died. police jargon. Oh, just kidding. Oh, oh Paul, Paul died, died is so much better. <laughs> However, this has been shot down by Paul in an article saying, I picked this badge up in Canada and had it sewed on because I liked the look of it. I believe it means Ontario Police Department or something. There is no such thing as the OPD. They call the... Whatever the, you say, second Paul. Yeah, I know, right? Paul, Paul number two. They're actually called Ontario Provincial Police. But the patch on the jacket is kind of bent up in the photo and it could definitely say OPP. Nope. Yeah, you know me. Nope. Yeah, you know me. Nope. You down with OPP. So people are trying to believe, of course, that it's the British police words officially pronounced dead. And Paul's like, shut up. So that was a fun little thing. 
Fans then started to look to the band's songs as well for some eerie coincidences. Yeah, at that point, what else are you going to do? Yeah, you gotta. You, I mean, at some point, you run out of dolls. <laughs> you run out of the dolls. You run so out you of have dolls. to go to the songs. Yeah. So one of their most well-known is on the 1968 track Revolution Number no. 9, which if played backwards mm. has one part that sounds a lot like a violent car crash and a voice that can be made out to say he hit a pole, better get him to a surgeon. The supposed audio clues didn't stop there. If you play I'm So Tired backwards, you get a recorded phrase that kind of, kind of, keyword here, sounds like <laughs> Paul is dead, miss him, miss him, miss him. If you slow down Strawberry Fields Forever, you can hear John saying, I buried Paul. John claims he's saying cranberry sauce. Sure, John. Sure, John. Sure. Sure you are. Sure you're saying cranberry yeah. sauce. Why are you talking about cranberry sauce? You're talking about strawberry fields. You see, right? uh, huh? you see Wrong t- fruit. T- turn me on dead man anywhere in there? I'm sure. I didn't include everything because there were way too many. What was it? It's just, so just it's, saying it's, that you, it's turned me on, Dead Man. You, it's, it's again revolution number nine. Mm-hmm. It's, they talk it's, about it's ter- turn me on, Dead Man. But it's seriously like you're me on, Dead Man. You're you're me on, on, dead man. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like you're playing the song backwards. <laughs> well, that's the best part. Is everything? <laughs> they're like, on, dead if man. You that's play- clearly turn me on, Dead Man. <laughs> if you play it backwards, it kind of sounds like this. It's like it sounds like a. Lot if you of already this. believe that Paul McCartney is a clone, it almost sounds like he's saying "Turn me on, Dead Man," <laughs> well, which like then listening- through another massive leap of logic. That's like listening to a bunch of EVPs where it's like, <laughs> and they're like, "They said get out." They clearly yeah. told us to get out. <laughs> we like, listened no, to our little on, EVP that we caught a million times, and we all thought no it said idea. different things. So. You know, like it, it gets a little crazy. I like to buy into that it said I buried Paul. Let's have a little fun. Yeah. At the end of Sergeant Pepper's reprise, you can hear a voice shouting. It's very hard to make it out, but it, again, sounds like Paul is dead. He's really, really dead. They're so, really telling you. Paul is dead. He's, He's really, really, really dead. dead. What is that from? Not that they say that. Something Water sucks. sucks. It, it really, really, really sucks. sucks. What is that? Waterboy. Thank you. Several songs have references to some sort of tragic incident in general in the Beatles' music. There is Good Morning, Good Morning that opens with the line, Nothing to do to save his life, call his wife in. One story of Paul's fatal accident was that he had picked up a woman named Rita, and she became so excited that she got on top of Paul McCartney in the car and got a little gyrate and fun, and that's why he crashed. Lovely Rita. And then, yes, and then the song Lovely Rita came out. And it says, these lyrics are, I took her home, I nearly made it. Almost, Paul, but you hit a pole because your pole was yeah, being handled. Yeah, that isn't about sex at all. <laughs> that is about almost making it home, but you mm. died But then first. you had, yep. 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 <laughs> but then you had to die. In A Day in the Life, John sings ominously of a car crash. It says, he blew he his mind out in a car. car. He, he hadn't noticed that, that the lights had changed. changed. A crowd of people stood and stared. They'd seen his face before. Nobody was really sure if he was from the House of Lords. I was hoping Joe would start singing. I was speaking the first he part of it. He was speaking okay. the first part <laughs> of it. Here's like, the thing. Just literally waiting Nobody for the song. Nobody was really sure if he was from the House of Lords. <laughs> oh. I'd love to turn you I love that song. Genius. I was just waiting for you to come in, but that and was beautiful. And also, I changed my mind. Oh. Paul is dead. Right? <laughs> I always feel like I end up getting you. Joe laughs, but you buy into it. What did we He's talk dead. about last time? Britney Snow. And you were like, <laughs> like yeah. Clearly. Sure. Britney Snow was clearly being followed by the government in a yes. helicopter. Uh, boop. And then there's the famous cover for Abbey Road. Love it. In which all, I know, so good. 
in which all four bandmates are crossing the street toward mm-hmm. their studio. Who's in front though? At first, John. At first glance, the image—I hate you, but love you at the same time—that you know so much. At first glance, the image looks harmless. Conspiracy theorists—they jumped in. They're convinced that the album is a huge confirmation of McCartney's death. In the picture, John is wearing all white, like a priest. Ringo is dressed in all black, like a funeral goer. George specifically is wearing a tuxedo. Very fancy. George is bringing up the rear in a blue jean getup. He's clearly the grave digger of the group Uh because he needs to be in his dirty clothes. And then Paul is walking in his bare feet because he's deceased and he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't need shoes. But in a suit, looking like a badass motherfucker. Very true. But it definitely means a funeral procession. You know, like there's there's no other meaning behind it. it. That's that's actually something that I have always can I interject? I already yes, did. Yes, Joe, that's what this is for. <laughs> you usually ask did. before you do something. No. Sorry. One of the things that I like so much about the Abbey Road cover is that I and a lot of people like me believe that the Beatles actively would partake in a lot of various like palace intrigue stories about them of the time because they were the biggest cultural zeitgeist the world had ever seen. Oh, there had yeah, literally never been anything like the Beatles, mm-hmm. not even Elvis. And... um and they would they would egg on a lot of a lot of these these people who would either try to like push these ridiculous theories onto the Beatles or mm-hmm. like admonish the Beatles for the way that they did X, Y, or Z. The Beatles were really masters of their own marketing. Oh yeah. They knew what they were so doing. So I always looked at the Abbey Road cover as being like the Beatles response. To, to all everyone. of the people saying Same that Paul rumor. was dead, that they were like just feeding them oh, yeah. this stuff, which makes me like them even more. The fact that they wouldn't just come out and ever like deny anything. They would just play coy about everything yeah. while everyone lost their minds. <laughs> they loved it. That's actually my favorite part Maybe about they Paul had, McCartney. Like, a little bit of plastic surgery too, just to be just like, to freak people out. Lose it. No, my favorite part about Paul is in interviews he's like, oh I love it. Like he just yeah. straight out says he's like everyone thinks I died and I'm a new person and it's wonderful to me. And Paul loves conspiracy theories. He has come out and said like I'm a conspiracy theorist. I buy into a lot of this stuff. So he thinks this is a blast no matter what's happening an interesting little thing about the the like the the theory of paul dying when paul died and being 1966 is that that was the end of the beatles touring years yeah they no longer toured after that because they were according to the beatles they were uh no they just they had they had gone non-stop since 1963 they like literally hadn't stopped Mm -hmm. yeah and they couldn't they could no longer go anywhere Whenever they would go anywhere, they would travel in a customized hearse, mm-hmm. and the back of the hearse would actually back up to wherever the Beatles were going, so they could just open the back Shoot hatch right of the hearse and go directly into the building, Yeah, because throngs of people would mob them oh, everywhere yeah. they, they went. They not go anywhere. They couldn't live normal lives. So they became a studio band, so they could get away from that, and so they, all, they could also explore with their music and play things that like a live touring band doesn't have the time or ability to do. Sure. But- if you are a Beatles conspiracy theorist, you can say, well, funny how the Beatles, the biggest band in the world, just happened to stop touring right after, right after Paul Paul's died. car accident. Yeah, yeah, and rode around in a hearse. Uh-huh. Right? Anyway. That's right, Joe. You're anyway. buying into it. I'm coming around. <laughs> you know what? I'm believing it. You know what? It. You know what? I'm coming around. <laughs> how could they tour for as long as they did? That crazy schedule had to be clones, I'm mm-hmm. telling you guys. Three whole years. 
Um, another example that the theorists point to is the significance of the Black Walrus on their 1967 album Magical Mystery Tour. According to theorists, the Black Walrus symbolizes death, which is true in certain Scandinavian cultures, and McCartney was absolutely in that animal costume. And in a truly bizarre coincidence, or was it, on a later Beatles release on the White Album, Glass Lennon- Onion. Jesus. <laughs> Here's another clue for you all. The he walrus sings was the Paul. glass onion, and it's another clue for you all. The walrus was Paul. <laughs> Joe didn't know. Um, okay, then flash forward. Those are some fun. There's so many more that I was like, I can't do this because they point to basically every song and are like, Paul's dead. Let's flash forward to 2007. Heather Mills. Anyone know who she is? Yeah, it's Paul McCartney's wife. That's right. right. Heather Mills was interviewed on Access Hollywood during her divorce from Paul and said, when I left Paul, I said, I don't want a penny. Just protect me because people think you're perfect, but you're not. You're human like everybody else. You know why I've left you. Protect me and I will say nothing. I have a box of evidence that is going to a certain person should anything happen to me. This evidence is against a certain party that behaved in a terrible way, and I don't ever want the evidence to have to go out, but if I'm going to be portrayed as this horrific person while my daughter's growing up, the evidence is there for her to make up her mind when she's older. Wow. And then Billy, who was interviewing her at, what's his last name? The guy that, like, got canned because of Trump. Billy Anyone remember? What? You know when the uh, grabber by the pussy was happening? The guy on the bus? Billy Bush. Yeah. Isn't that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I was trying. I believe this is him because it says Billy. I can't believe that was only two years ago. Right? Knowing what you know, Billy says, knowing what you know about Paul, would you have married him in the first place? And Heather very firmly immediately says, never. Said, who's Paul? (laughs) Who's Paul? (laughs) So that's interesting. She could be talking about many things, but like, it's weird. It's weird that she said all that. And it's, there's a clip of it on Access Hollywood. You can find it online and you're like, what? Then in an interview with Larry King, she says, I married a legend and there's a machine behind him. I can't really go into it, but you know, you have to read between the lines. You know, there's a whole machine going on to create this negativity in Britain toward me. And I also love how much she says, you know, because so does Paul, but it's in the accent. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, well, I can't do it. I don't think Joe. she's from Liverpool, though. But anyway, but she does the you knows. She does. I like it. It's also, like I like a fun- how she keeps saying machine. M- I know. As if. Machine. Machine. <laughs> she's saying machine. 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 No, um, yeah, I love that she says machine. What machine? What machine? Is it a Stepford Wives situation? Mm-hmm. She <laughs> says, you know, there's a whole machine going on to create this negativity in Britain toward me. King says, caused by Paul? She says, well, I can't go into it. It's like, you know, I just don't want to speak badly about Paul, you know. I still love him and he's the father of my child. And, you know, th- there's things go on. Things are not what you see. Was she talking about the PR machine behind the Beatles or was she talking about the clone machine behind the Beatles? She's clearly talking about the literal machine that clones Paul McCartney's. That spits out little Pauls. Mm -hmm. That's what's going on. Little Sir Pauls. (laughs) Guys, little Sir Pauls. This gets even weirder, if you can believe it. I actually just discovered I had all this Beatles research queued up from last time because I was going to do it and then nixed it for the other stuff. But then I discovered something new in the last week that was tied to this. Have you guys heard of the Tavistock Institute? 
No. No. Who has? I didn't know his place existed. <laughs> it's located just across from Abbey Road Studios, which I'll say first could be a coincidence. I don't know. But the Tavistock Institute of Human Relations is a British not-for-profit organization which applies social science to contemporary issues and problems. It started in 1946 as a clinic and was formally established as a separate entity entity in 1947. It is believed by a doctor and huge conspiracy theorist named Dr. John Coleman, who has deeply studied this institute for years and written books about it, that the Tavistock Institute possibly has ties with the Illuminati, and they are constantly working to break social norms by infiltrating the media and spreading their ideas to study how society reacts and takes in the information. These are like social scientists and anthropologists yeah. and people who do want to know more about society, but how far does it go? They, it is said that they use the Beatles and the Rolling Stones as their vessels to come into America and mess with America's youth. They wanted to break down education in America completely. Well, it worked. Right. So the Beatles came to America in 1964, around the same time the Tavistock Institute was busy creating their own special language for young people in America. The words rock music, pop music, and even the word teenager were not being widely used until the 60s when Tavistock started pumping these words into the media because they had so many connections. Possibly the Illuminati was involved as well. They were trying to make these is words popular. Is this a conspiracy or is this real? I mean, the word teenager cannot be found before the 60s. That's true. But did Tavistock come up with it? I don't oh, know. Okay. That's okay. the conspiracy. But people weren't really saying teenager much before that. But it was being pumped out right around this time in the 60s. And so was pop music and rock music. Do you have something to add? I was going to say that's, that's, that, that was the advent of pop and rock music. That's probably yeah, why. Yeah, this is when it was coming in. Yeah, so those words wouldn't have been around. But the conspiracy is that Tavistock was preparing the media in America to pump this out so that when the Beatles and the Rolling Stones arrived, all the teenagers would be like, oh, rock, I, I love a, there rock There was already music. a PR machine. I'm a teenager. Yeah. Laying the groundwork for them. I see. Precisely. They had a ton of money and a lot of connections, so they were getting to the late night hosts and very popular shows using their words. Young people were being told what they should like and how they should think at the same time Beatles music was being pumped into their ears. Did the young girls actually like the Beatles or were they just being overwhelmed with it to the point where they were like, oh, the I Beatles no choice are the best like rock them. band ever. Yeah. yeah, I have to love them. It's the most offensive thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But like Joe just left the room. Yeah, <laughs> Joe's, Joe's gone. Joe's, Joe quit. No, of course everyone loved the Beatles. Their music is fantastic. But or is it? <laughs> I know. What do I even like? Oh them? my god, who am I? <laughs> What's my name? God. Have I ever used the word teenager before? <laughs> I can't remember. Te- teenager. Te- I think I've. I've said oh, it sounds weird to say now. I don't like it. Gestapo. <laughs> <laughs> Gestapo. Gestapo. Gelato. So when the Beatles first landed in America, the second their plane landed, there were herds of people waiting for them. People in America already loved them and were welcoming them with open arms before they'd even seen them perform yet. They'd been hearing their music forever, though, and said, these are the rock gods. And they thought the same of the Rolling Stones. They were like, these are the people I'm supposed to love. Then the huge revolt started happening in America shortly after this, where everyone wanted to fight the man and fight social norms, and the hippie era kind of broke out. And they're saying that this was all tied to the Beatles and the Rolling Stones coming into America and bringing these ideals that were being pumped into them by the Tavistock Institute and the Illuminati. Dr. John Coleman, this guy I mentioned earlier who 
writes article after article on this and is crazy. States that a man (laughs) named crazy. He's a little nuts, but I mean, he has a lot of stuff. He's interesting. He states that a man named Theo Adorno was writing all of the Beatles music and letting Paul and John take the credit for it. He was a German. This, I mean, this is a real man. It's still part of the conspiracy, but he is real. He's a German classical musician, and he held the same ideals as Tavistock and actually worked in an institute that was very similar in Germany before he then came over to England. Um, Tavistock and Theo Adorno both wanted the youth of America to start fighting against their elders and break away, break away from the status quo. They wanted to bring in a new era, tell all these stupid old people that their ideals were wrong and everyone should become hippies and fight authority. It was said that Paul, the original Paul, apparently could barely read music at first and Ringo could barely hit a drum and they were <laughs> completely created <Yeah>. by... <laughs> the Tavistock Institute <laughs> making them who they were before they could be released into America. Who wrote this? Dr. John Coleman if you'd like to. Do you have Dr. John hunt- Coleman's address? <laughs> I'll find it for I you. Have a, I have a, Do you I have some a, words? Yeah, I have a throat that I need to hit with a brick. <laughs> Ooh, I like that threat. Joe, throat I saw him brick. die inside. I know. The mic, he dropped it. It's not and good what I'm off saying. Into it's the not. Yeah, Lauren, I want you to know that I, I, I hold you accountable for none of this. Thank you. <laughs> you can't be mad at me. No, nope, I'm, gl- I'm glad Isn't we're talking nuts about these things. Out there, though? This band was created from mediocre talent, but put together for a purpose. It was a social experiment on the youth in America to separate them from their aging parents. The youth were picking up the code words in the song lyrics and believing every word they heard. They started to accept that drugs and rock music were cool, and they picked up a complete new lifestyle that challenged the older generation. Another couple possible Illuminate... Wait. Illuminati sightings within the Beatles is their yellow submarine promo picture where it shows the four of them. So awesome. It's a really cool picture. It looks like, this is hilarious. It looks like Paul and John might be holding up Illuminati signs. Cool. Paul is doing the 666 slash eye of the Horus symbol while John is showing devil horns. Or these signs could also be A-OK and rock on (laughs) as we know them. I doubt it. But they're for sure Illuminati signs. Or they could be a peace sign. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or it's two fingers sticking up saying peace. Could nope, it probably be? the sign of Horus. Definitely Horus. So <laughs> let's just shut that one down right there. The front cover of With the Beatles album shows their faces half in shadow. This is a symbol of one eye of Horus. That is an epidemic in the music, music industry as a whole. The black-white duality is the Masonic doctrine to balance good and evil. Mm-hmm. So clearly... Yes. Illuminati. A Beatles compilation album was released in 1988 titled. Just wanted to see if you. There's so many compilation albums. Which one came out in 1988? I don't know. I know. I could tell you. I could tell you. Beatlemania. It's a compilation album. It doesn't count. It's not part of their discography. No, it's totally fair. I was going to be. You give me a Beatles studio album, I'll tell you what year it came out. Ooh, I bet. I would have just been so excited if you knew. It was more like Joe. No, I don't, which one is it? It was titled Past Masters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Past Masters 1 and 2. There you go. Yeah, there's two volumes. Past master is also a Masonic term used to describe the former worshipful, worshipful master of a Masonic They're lodge. master recordings. That's what you call them. Shh, it's the leader. Oh it's no, the it's worship leader. leader, Joe. Worship leader, oh my, oh Joe. It's definitely a Masonic Worship leader. I'm shaking. And the album contains exactly 33 <laughs> songs. Anyone remember the magic number? Is the level 
the top level of the uh, Masons. That's Is it right. really? Oh, good ding, call. Ding, ding. Wow, awesome. We talked about that at the Denver airport because there was mm-hmm. also some a million things with the number. Oh, can't yep. get back into the Denver out. airport. I blacked out during and, that recording. And can't get back into that. our episode, Legend of Dakota's Templar, mm-hmm. is episode 33 on accident. We Whoa, do so many nuts. things on accident that are great. Yeah, I mean, it was totally on purpose. Uh, like recording this conspiracy theory episode on September 11th was totally on purpose. Also, part one Oops. of conspiracy, I touched on September 11th. Yep. Our last conspiracy episode, That's which true. was not even close to September 11th. And nope, we right. were not planning to do this. Nope. Interesting. Guys, guys. we are like a conspiracy we theory. We are a conspiracy ourselves. theory. Yeah. Pretty, are you guys real? Pretty much. Would you tell me if you weren't? I don't know. People. Define real. <laughs> Were the Beatles yeah, so real? I thought the 33 songs thing, again, was just, like, fun. Mm-hmm. It was, like, that level yeah, of the Masons. That's neat. And then my last little thing, Theo Adorno, who apparently wrote all the songs, died in 1969, right before the Beatles disbanded. You've got to be uh, kidding oh, wait me. a minute. Dun, dun, dun. Wait a minute. That's insane. And those are some Beatles conspiracy theories that are all very real and you can't no, here's complain the thing. or Joe, debate. Joe, you're going to have some real egg on your face oh, when yeah? this all ends up being true. Well, I mean, I'm going to have a lot of egg on my face when it turns out we're just a simulation. So we're in the <laughs> get in line. <laughs> get in line, Sally. Get in line. Gather those eggs. Yep. Start pelting. Yeah. Beatles. Well, that was fun. Do you have any last thoughts you want to add out of your anger and rage? Oh, no. I mean... Wasn't it just fun? <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, the funny thing is, you know, I, on the last episode and shortly after I finish this sentence, we'll start talking about some, like, pretty out there stuff myself. So I understand. Yours we, has more truth. Yeah, well, I Merit. mean, like, there's actual, like, Merit. documentation yeah. of my stuff. But, right. But um, hey, there's album covers. But also, you know, yeah, like as as they glove. say about you know like stuff with the Bible, where they're like, oh, you can't pick and choose. Yeah, you absolutely. know. So if you believe in some pretty wacky shit, then you probably don't have a right to get all up in arms when you hear somebody else talk about some different wacky shit. Right. right. I just like the thing that's so hard for me to reconcile is that it's just like, well, it's it's all the same guys. Right. Like the, all the music, like their voices are all the same. Like yeah. you can't just They never change. You can't replicate that. You can't just that. replicate that. It's like, "Oh, he won a look-alike contest." It's well, like, maybe. "Did he win a sound-alike contest?" What about maybe? a clone machine? Clone machine? Cuz the clones would sound the same. So all let's those, go the all clone those, route. All those clones we have walking around? Hey, hey you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> We cloned we we cloned a sheep twenty years ago and yeah, haven't heard it about it Dolly? since. Dolly, yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Cloned Dolly. a sheep twenty years ago. And it was like we cloned a sheep, but twenty years before that, we cloned probably the most famous person on the planet, and no one multiple noticed. times actually multiple, multiple times. Multiple times. Yep. There were a couple of like I said, ran out of John clones. Maybe so. they used the same four Beatles members for all studio recording and just sent the multiples out on tour because that's the most work. Ah. And they're like, we need the multiples to do the dancing and the performing yeah 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 yeah. well now i believe i'm just saying there it is like i have the truth for you (laughs) i just anytime anytime you want it i'll feed you baby bird you want that truth about the beatles i just would have regretted it if i never talked about the beatles like i've been wanting to it brings light (laughs) to our day i think i i mean i think that's a really great idea to actually actually bring levity into this because right before or earlier today actually reminded me. It was like, no, remember, like, you know, have fun. And it was just kind of like, I don't know, I'm not really talking about fun stuff. Mm, I'm kind of worried about that. I'm going to have yeah. to really, really 
crank up the jokes in the first two thirds of this episode <laughs> to make up for it's it. It's dark. But I didn't have to because you brought something that was zany and fun and also happens to be about like literally my favorite ever. thing ever that isn't my girlfriend. Aww, that Aww. was really nice. <laughs> now that I'm done talking about all the wild things I do have to say, absolutely love the Beatles and to say they were mediocre talent made by the Illuminati is so sad. That's, they are very that is that that's that was the the definition of heresy. That was the only part of the episode where like I actually got mad. It was I like know. it was actually a, a quite a, a middling talent. And it was just like I are you kidding? I will fucking rip your organs out. <laughs> I know it's crazy. I would say also how dare you? How dare you? And I would say to our listeners, if you do want to know more, if you think I was just spouting off crazy talk, you can Google Dr. John Coleman and the Beatles. You can Google the Beatles never existed. Go to the Beatles never existed dot com and see the now shut down website. The American Association of Mental Health. Yeah. 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 Look up Tavistock and look up mental. You can you can look up studio apartments in the neighborhood so you can finally move out of your mom's house. You can look up a bunch of really cool stuff. I love it. (laughs) That's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. Make sure you join us next episode for Joe's contribution as we take a look at some of the shittier crimes committed by the United States government. And look forward to the rest of October when we'll bring you a reunion horror movie episode with some of our past guests, as well as a very scary Listener Ghost Stories Halloween episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weirdcast and our Facebook page, Keep It Weird. Check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast to find out ways you can donate to the show and get bonus episodes and newsletters each month. Check out our Etsy page at www.etsy.com slash shop slash keepitweirdpodcast to buy some sweet, sweet merch. Whether the Beatles are alive or dead, whether they were real or clones, whether they ever even existed at all. We just have to come together, let it be, and keep it weird. With just the whole, like... Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds on the most psychedelic album mm-hmm. they made and everybody's like oh it's about drugs and John Lennon so just like so coy just being like no it's about it's about a, a painting my son made what I'm no, really hoping kind of- for this episode is all the Liverpool accents all the Liverpool <laughs> accents Liverpool with imagination there's no limit to what we can imagine <laughs> okay.